it's 28 degrees. We offered a few other things to help out. He said he was good. What he really wanted was a job. Now, come on. Here we have a homeless guy, grateful for the help, grateful for the heat, the coffee, and the gift card. Mm -hmm. But what did he really want? He wanted a hand up. He didn't want a hand out. He wanted a hand up. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips here with Heather Marchant. Hello. Gonna be a good one. Gonna be a good... You know when the podcast starts off with Facebook posts, it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. Yep. So I've got dueling... Facebook post. Going to do a shout out here in a little bit. This first Facebook post, I'm not actually going to say who is from because that's not the point. The second one, I am going to give a shout out to the gentleman who posted it. Tell you a little story about him and what he managed to do with his impact, with his reach. It's a really, really cool story. This first one is also a very cool story. Heather, I think I, I don't remember if I was on a call with you or something right after I read this, but I yeah, remember. It was, yeah. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to try to follow some math on this and some logic. Okay. But this kind of stuff really pisses me off and I'm going to try to keep everything cool, calm, and collected today as we discuss this, but this just really is irritating to me, really irritating. So I'm going to read a little bit of this and you guys may have seen this floating around on Facebook because it says at the bottom, like copy and share. And they obviously wanted to get this ridiculous story out to the masses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So Heather, I think I read this to you. It, it, this you is did. so, so the premise of this story, I should back up a step before everybody calls me, you know, some kind of a horrible, hateful, you know, ogre. I'm, I've never I'm, had I'm, anyone we're going to flip ever. the script on this in just a minute, but I need you to stick with me on this deal. And Heather, I'll help keep us focused. Just like, you know, make sure that Ron doesn't go too out of control today. <laughs> Motions don't like flare up. Okay. So this Facebook post says, let me set the scene. You're a single parent with a child already. You probably know where this is going. Okay. Now I've been a single parent for maybe like a week at a time. Sometimes my wife is out or something. I don't even know how single parents do it. Just take all the financial part of this out. Hats off to all the single parents out there. Now I'm going to just do some math with you guys because this post is irritating. Being a single parent is hard. This single parent works full time for $14 an hour. So you bring home roughly $800 per paycheck every two weeks, right? Your bills, $1,000 for rent, $150 for electric, $250 for a car payment, $150 for car insurance. So let's do the math. You bring home $1,600 a month and your bills average $1,550, give or take. Okay. Now you're just barely making it. That doesn't include groceries, internet, cable, phone, doesn't include really anything else other than what I just said. Okay. Now it's a really cold December and you get a power bill for 600 bucks. How do you pay that? Put it simply, you don't because you can't. So your power gets shut off, but you know what your lease says? It says you can get evicted if your utilities are terminated. Okay, now I'm. Should I finish or should I stop occasionally and comment? I think you should stop because the math is a little bit hard to follow. Math when you're is a little tricky, yeah, isn't it? Uh, listening I mean, to it, yeah, it, it is a little bit tricky. So let's start out. So first, sixteen hundred dollars a month, or nineteen thousand two hundred dollars a year. Now the the poster of this is in lives in the state of Missouri. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
a single mother or a household of two is eligible for housing, EBT, which is food stamps, Mm -hmm. Medicaid, and literally every other program on the planet to help people who are under the poverty line. And a thousand bucks rent in Kansas City is... That's a decent house. So that is a very nice apartment in Kansas City. Depending on what part of the city you live in, that's really, really nice place because you could have a more affordable place. Shocker to everybody, we sell property in Kansas City and St. Louis is basically, if we sell property in St. Louis, Mm -hmm. that's a really high rent, is it not, Mm -hmm. Heather? It is. Yeah. For a family of two? Very. I mean, okay. So I just like to state that so that we can, you know, then take a look at this post, right? Because Now she's saying she can't pay her utility bills, but she shouldn't be paying her rent, right? And why does she have a $250 car payment? That was one question I had to Explain to me why we have a $250 car payment when we're living below the poverty line. Mm -hmm. It's like saying someone doesn't have enough money because they bought a yacht and they can't afford it. I mean, if you're, and granted, it's not a yacht, A a place to live and a car is not like a yacht, but I'm just saying you live within your means, right? If you don't have right. money, get a cheap car. I mean, there are less expensive leases than that mm-hmm. for crying out loud. Brand new car. Anyway, she shouldn't be paying her, her rent. She shouldn't have to worry about the food. I mean, her cell phone can even be paid for. Okay. So there's so much wrong with this. I don't even know where to begin. In addition to that, she's going to get money back at the end of the year. She's working a job. She's paying taxes. She's going to get a child credit, which means she's going to not pay taxes. She's going to actually get money back from the government. In addition to every tax she paid, she's going to get it all back plus some free money from the government. Okay. Now I'm not at all saying that this is a good situation. Okay. Understand there's a difference between this single parent and his situation and this post. This post is disgusting because it's misleading. Yeah. And it, it's irritating to me because they're characterizing this particular story in a way that makes it sound like there's no way this person, that they're going to get kicked out of their house they're trapped. because they yeah. couldn't pay their electric bill. Mm-hmm. And now they don't have any, their utilities are going to get shut off in the, in the wintertime, which is not going to happen. It's not, there's no way that's going to happen. And you're not going to get kicked out of your house because you can't pay your electric bill. And if you're making $14 a mo- an hour, there's no way you're in a $1,000 a month rent. Okay. They're not going to qualify you for $1,000 a month rent. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. That's, that's over 50%. You would never have lived there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Okay. So yeah. this whole thing is completely a joke. Yeah. Then it says you're in luck because you found somewhere within three days to spare and it's only six fifty a month. Well, why the hell weren't you in the six fifty a month <laughs> to begin with? Why were you spending an extra $350 a month? Yep. But to get in, you have to pass a background check and a credit check, which you can't because you just got evicted. You've never been a criminal. And even if you could pass it, you're looking at $1,300 to move in after paying the deposit in first month's rent. Again, there's housing assistance. Yep. Time's up. Landlord shows up at 7 a.m. with the police to change your locks. So now you're living in your car, with your seven-year-old son, and everything you need to get by. You tried to get a storage unit, but you don't have a billing address, so they won't sell you one. So you could take what will fit in the backseat of your car. You pay to shower at a local truck stop, eat whatever you can cook in a gas station microwave, and it goes on and on and on. Look, none of that is true. That is not how it works. And if you're listening to this and you know someone who this happened to, how about if you help them out with some knowledge that they don't have to be this person in America? Yeah. Now, other countries, I could see this happening, but not here. There's all kinds of assistance for people who live below the poverty line, which this is in 
pretty much every state in America. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think my response to this, other than that, this post is inaccurate, misleading, somewhat inflammatory, extremely inflammatory, trying to be nice. (laughs) Just trying to keep me tuned. She's trying to keep me tuned down. (laughs) Maybe we should ask better questions, right? Yeah. Like, how can I make the money that I make go farther? We've kind of joked about that a little bit, but one of those things is maybe some financial education would do really well here. You don't go rent a place for $1,000 a month if you're only making $19,200 a year. That makes no sense. Yeah. You go get all of the assistance you can so that you can take that nineteen two and actually do something useful with it, right? The mentality that a person is put upon and literally can't do anything about anything simply won't make the situation better. It doesn't make the situation better. Feeling put upon doesn't help. And I think that mentality is dangerous. I mean, we talked about it in our last episode, how tenants not paying rent and saying, well, it's not my problem. You can't do anything about it. Right. I mean, that mentality of you're a victim to the system and, and you're stuck and there's no way out. That doesn't now, help anybody. This post is disgusting. Okay. On so many levels. But we could make a post that would suggest that these people are stuck. They're stuck inside of a system that won't allow them to grow out of it. So if we wanted to encourage the politicians to do anything at all, it should be to give a stepped ability to exit this program. Because the truth about this really is that this person probably is on every single program that there is. And that if she or he goes out and betters themselves by getting a little bit better job and just one penny goes over the line, they lose all of the benefits, which they couldn't possibly afford to put back. Mm -hmm. So those people literally are stuck because unless they double their money where they can afford to replace all of the things that the government was giving them free, the government has created a dependency upon those people that they literally cannot exit. Because how do you jump from a $14 an hour job to a $30 an hour job where you might be able to actually make ends meet, but it would still be really, really tight, really Mm -hmm. tight with no support. Now that doesn't make any sense. And that is, in my opinion, that is diabolical. It's not a hand up. That is a hand on your throat is what that is. That's the way I think that's the post that I would respect and read about is, you know, how we fix that problem, right? Where people are less dependent on financial resources from the government to be able to survive. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. What if we could actually do that? What if we could actually say, I mean, I I believe that people should have help Mm -hmm. at one time in my life. I needed the help. And this is interesting because I don't tell very many people about this, but one of my children was, we used the state program because we had just gotten, I mean, I just got fired and everything else was, I mean, it was, it was really bad for us. And when we went in to eliminate the program, to get off of the program, it was almost like they were going to call child services on us. Really? It's almost like you can't get out of the system. They made it like we were horrible people because we wanted to get off of this program. That mentality yeah. Is what holds the people down. Mm-hmm. And it's what makes them feel like a victim because they're taught that that is what they are. Yeah. That they're oppressed. Now, switching gears, talk about some positive, super positive. So these posts came at the same time. Heather and I discussed them. We decided to do a, a podcast on them because they are so remarkably different. And posted around the same time. A day apart. Yeah. <laughs> January 2nd. January 3rd, a day apart. So my buddy, Nathan Brooks, who is an absolute stud of a human being, just as good as gold. He posts this. He said, I bought some coffee and a gift card for a homeless man this morning. It's 28 degrees. 
we offered a few other things to help out. He said he was good. What he really wanted was a job. Now, come on. Here we have a homeless guy, grateful for the help, grateful for the heat, the coffee, and the gift card. Mm -hmm. But what did he really want? He wanted a hand up. He didn't want a hand out. He wanted a hand up. Mm-hmm. Now, some people say that and they really don't. This guy really did. Yeah. says he applied for a job last week, but still waiting to hear who else has some connections on jobs in the area. He lists the jobs out. He goes, I'm not going to blast his info, but if you have anything, message me. He was overwhelmed with messages. His reach is really, really big in Kansas City, where he's from. And incidentally, if you live in Kansas City, you should connect with Nathan. He's a stud. He runs an amazing business and he's a very generous man. Next post is him raising money for this guy. Right. Okay. So fix his car. So cool. Yeah. He's got this guy and a picture of him. Still doesn't tell the guy's name or anything like that. He's just like, hey, let's help this guy get back on his feet. And I'm like, just wow. He just wants to raise a couple grand. Okay. For this guy so that he can help him get back on his feet. Well, he ends up raising almost four grand for this guy just from his friends on Facebook. Right. And he goes on to tell about what happens with this guy. It's so cool. Here we have a guy actually living on the street. And the guy got the job. So they gave him some interview prep. Like this whole band of people comes together, helps this guy out, gives him some interview prep and voila, the guy's got a job. And how different is that from the last post? Here we have a guy, Nathan, who is by all accounts has been incredibly blessed. He'd tell you that himself. Didn't have to help this guy. Could have stopped with the coffee, just giving him coffee and a gift card. But over the next couple of weeks, put real time, real effort into helping a guy that he doesn't know. Yeah. I'm sure he needed, let me know if I get the job, here's my phone number, right? (laughs) When you don't have a phone. So got him a phone, got his car fixed and all because he let other people give too, right? Which I think there's something so cool about allowing others to experience the joy of giving instead of just holding it to yourself. I mean, when people have a hard time and want to deal with it on their own and not ask for help, there's something so awesome about helping someone else and the joy that it brings into your life, right? So all these people that donated to the cause, right? So cool. And cool that he shared the whole journey. Because a lot of times you donate money, no idea what happens with it. Mm -hmm. You have no idea the impact. But in this, because it was local and because this was a guy whose life was being touched literally in real time, Nathan shared what was happening with us. That's why we know that he got the job and he's starting to do well. And I think there's a few lessons here. Number one, hand out is no good. I mean, it make you feel good in the moment, but hand up, actually physically helping someone else out. Wow. I mean, that's impressive, right? He could have stopped with the coffee and he's still a great guy. He's still a giver. But how cool was it that he listened probably to that still voice in his mind and in his heart that said, hey, this guy means that he really wants a job. And that Nathan recognized that he had the ability to help this guy. He really could help this guy get a job. It's an impressive story. It's just really, really impressive. Yeah, such a stark contrast. It's amazing. And I think so many times paying more attention, right, to the world around me and observing and listening, like you said, to see where there's a need. Because sometimes I'm a praying person. I pray every day. And often daily, what I ask for is to have eyes, right, to be able to see when other people have a need. And because I'm busy. And when you're busy, it's really easy to be focused on your own life. Very cool. For sure. Good reminder. So Nathan Brooks, he's in Kansas City, runs a company called Bridge Turnkey Investments. He also runs a a fantastic real estate investor association there, RIA there. 
and he has a podcast. Go check him out on Facebook. He's font of knowledge. In addition to that, he's just a great guy, as you can clearly tell. Nathan didn't know I was going to talk about him, but this story is really cool. He probably would have preferred that I leave it to Facebook, but he doesn't get the choice. It's my show. So anyway, hats off to you, Mr. Brooks. And the takeaway here is let's not get caught up in all the negative mm-hmm. that's thrown around on Facebook and all the other social media sites and especially on the news and from our politicians. Let's figure out how we can really help people. Second takeaway, I think, is Heather, and I'll probably miss some. I'm sure you have some too. But the second takeaway is we can do a far better job at helping people than the government can. Government institutions screw up more than they fix. And here's a perfect example of how one person can change the life, not of one person. This is exponential. The real change that came here wasn't money and a job. It was a man who is completely dejected, down on his luck, on the streets, knows now that someone or a big group of someone's give a crap about him and his life personally. It doesn't get any better than that. It just doesn't. So those of us Those of you who are listening who have been blessed, whether it be with a lot, a little, if we have influence, whatever it is, we should Mm -hmm. be using it to better the lives of other people. And we should be very conscious of the negativity that's being drilled into our head without us even knowing it. Because that story that I read to you, if you just read it and you don't think about any of it, that sounds real. Mm -hmm. And who doesn't feel for the single mother or the single father out there who's struggling? Everybody feels for them. For sure. But you cannot take that story on face value. And you have to look past the fact that it's a tearjerker story and get the real part of it out of there. And then focus on on how it is that we can actually take a person like that and change their life. How can we do that? Government's not going to do it. It's up to people like us to do it. It's up to the charities out there to do it. I think Uh, it's one of the big motivators of having cash flow for me is being able to make an impact like that. Pretty cool. Very cool. And apparently it's time for me to go. Literally, my camera just stopped. Anyway, so guys, we wanted to do this show mostly just to point out the stark contrast um, between the two and hopefully so that you can point out the stark contrast that that shows up in your life. We got to fill our heads full of the positive. We can't keep filling our heads full of the negative and not look at the other side. Mm -hmm. Here's a completely transparent look at the two. So if you're a praying person, pray for opportunities and then listen because they're all around us, literally all around us. And some of them require zero dollars, just require a smile. They just require us actually caring about another individual, right? This is where business, real estate investing and all that stuff intersects. It's to make us better people, give us time to be able to do this and to be able to think peacefully about who needs our help, right? Yeah. So I agree. This time when we say get out there, make something happen, we mean it. But be specific. Make something happen for someone else. Make something happen for someone else's life. It'd be cool if you let us know about it. That'd be cool. It'd be awesome if we had some stories to actually tell. That'd be a cool episode, wouldn't it? We filled this thing with stories. That'd be so cool. Send your stories to us at... Invest at rpcinvest.com. I I feel like Vanna White or something. (laughs) Invest at rpcinvest.com. Send them in to us. We'd love to read them. Heather and I are going to do that too. So this week, we will get out there and, and try to really impact someone's life. All right. So get out there and make it happen, everybody. Thank you. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.